Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right, so you're an FBI biochemist, and you're kind of like a, a wild one. You build uh, Rube Goldberg machines in the office. You have like a pearl white hollow body guitar and like neon signs all over your loft. You've got like a, a hot girlfriend who you accidentally get pregnant and you get pulled into this crazy mission to stop a bio attack on uh, the city of San Francisco. And it's, it's wild. You have this whole adventure with a crazy new sidekick who, you know, you're combative with, you're screaming in people's face, you murder, you do murders. And then after you successfully save the city of San Francisco, you get home and you pick up the newspaper and the newspaper says, mild-mannered biochemist saves city of San Francisco. Mild-mannered? What have you ever done that's mild-mannered? What do you do? This is Same Day Shipping, the show where we geek out about real love and fake relationships. I'm Colin. I'm Kelly. I'm Ryan. I'm Patrick. I, I think you take the L. What do you mean? What do you do? Yeah, like, would you, is this like a PR thing? Like, you want to you want to hire a strategist? To I think re-brand? the way you're living your life and the things you're accomplishing and the manner in which you do it is not mild, and right. you don't deserve this slap in the Okay, face. here's what you do. You rant to your uh, the woman you impregnated, mm-hmm. and she'll say, you're right, honey, nothing <laughs> she, you she's do She's your is- girlfriend, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but the way girlfriend. it was described earlier, the co- relationship seems I mean, you're too, honestly, you're too wild to have a healthy relationship, Yeah, I don't seems. think you can handle it, but I think she's going to say, of course you're not mild-mannered. If you were mild-mannered, would you have accidentally gotten me pregnant? And you laugh about it, and then you think about it every, you know, so often for the next few years. <laughs> and that's the end. I mean, what do you do? Like, are you, you want to do a counter campaign? Here's no, what here's, you do. Oh, go you ahead, get, go. You do a bunch of push-ups, so you get a pump kind of going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you're you, not like the biggest you've ever been at this point, but you're, mm-hmm. not, uh, you're not the chubby version of yourself either. Mm-hmm. Then you, you get, like, really amped up and, like, 
you know, start like punching, punching some, punching the air a little bit, get, get kind of like, you know, just show them that you're not mild. Well, the, who, who's the newspaper? Um? Yeah, the newspaper. Yeah, who's the um? This is what's going to happen. You're going to stomp <laughs> over to the, what, what is this? Like the San Francisco Chronicle something newspaper? The examiner? Uh, I forget. I forget where you live. You might be a DC boy. I can't remember. What? Wait, Wait so I'm what? sorry. You okay. go so, to San Francisco for the mission. Right. You're like the only headline? one for the job. So whose headline is this? This, this is, is like national Huff news. Po? When a bunch of former uh, Marines steal nuclear weapons, or I'm sorry, chemical weapons, and hold the city of San Francisco hostage from Alcatraz, that is, that's, that's right, national but news. who's who's writing the headline? That's important. If it's AP, you're not changing that thing. No, no. Well, <laughs> AP here's what you, doesn't print retractions. So here's nope. what you have to do. You have to go like you need to call a press conference. There and you, you go. Need okay, to, like, I like it. Be really angry during the press conference and like that is within sh- your wheelhouse. You can do that. Yeah, just like yell at reporters and. <laughs> and you know what be, I think you have to do. You have to. S- you have to trigger a sequel. Uh, yeah. Oh, interesting. Where you do the chemical attack on San Francisco? No, yes, but you, you. <laughs> orchestrate it so that it happens again. Yeah. I think this time mm. the stakes have to be higher. So it has to be like a global t- chemical attack. Mm. Well, it, this one's called uh, this one's called Ellis Island. And it's uh, you're holding a Manhattan hostage. This oh, time. so you right. went and the west stat- coast to east coast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Statue of Liberty is hanging her head in shame. <laughs> no, she's holding her nose. Oh, I'm that's what happened. Oh, like like a, like a pu. Like that. no, yeah, yeah. Wait, so this is what <laughs> happens. Uh, chemical so weapons. Wow. The, like one of the like explosions that you orchestrate, like kind of breaks the neck of the of the Statue of Liberty, yeah. so that her head like falls, like and the torch that she's holding falls off, and then her mm. head like falls into her hands, like oh geez, and then that <laughs> picture is the is the movie poster. Yes, yep. and the the tagline is "Oh, jeez." Yeah, and the not last... so mild mannered is he. <laughs> <laughs> and most people watching will be like, "Huh? huh? <laughs> <laughs> didn't know this was kind of a didn't know this was a sequel starter." Uh. Here's what here's what I think you really do. I think you find the copy of the newspaper that's in your house. You get some scissors. You cut the M out of mild. Oh and no! You just stop. Flip it upside no. down. Wild, 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 and then you make copies of that, and you start passing that out. Yeah, 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 yeah. like Xerox them and hand it out like a zine at a punk show. Yeah, perfect. Okay, what is this from? This is so. This is from the IMDb description of the movie The Rock, which it just it just really rubbed me the wrong way because Nick Cage. In The Rock is not his mild-mannered no, character. No, no, no. He has Honestly, a mild-mannered character, do... but this is not it. When? He is never mild-mannered. If he is... Raising a... Arizona. That's oh, a well, thin he's chill. That's chill, and it's not mild-mannered. He's Half a mild-mannered. Uh, his manners are mild. Oh. His actions are wild. All right. <laughs> okay. That's, huh. a, that's, that's a tagline. That's the line. That's the <laughs> line. His manners are mild. His actions are wild. The Rock coming to theaters. I would go see that movie. <laughs> I mean, that's a great headline too. They should have printed that. It is, but a good still, headline. it would have been inaccurate because his manners are not mild. Okay, so then it would be like, 
Yeah, there would be an asterisk, and then it would be like, we did it for the rhyme. (laughs) (laughs) His manners are not mild. It wasn't a crime. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. But I mean, they just took that and really um, ran with it. Yeah, really hit a a gallop. Wow. (laughs) Guys, look. Oh, I don't like where this is going. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you should have said something when we chose our topic. (laughs) <laughs> it's October. We're not ready. We're not ready for it to be November. So it's still October. It's still fake October. This time October. F O A L. Like a baby horse. Like a baby oh, horse. Fuck. Yeah, I figured. Okay. Right before we we recorded this, Colin really offhandedly said what he thought it was, and Oct-foil-ber. Yeah, we were alarmed. <laughs> I was excited because I love when we're on different pages. No, Colin, me too. <laughs> what did you bring to the table this week? Well, I thought of great dramatic foils. Um, <laughs> oh my wait, god! You thought that wait. we did Octfober and Octfoilber? Well, a foe and a foil are technically different things. Let's foes hear about are, it. So, foes well, hold are on adversaries. though. Hold on though, because I yes. just want to point out that we did talk about this <laughs> not being Octfoilber. Because I used really the example busy, of it could be a guys. fencing thing. Oh, that's right. Well, you know what? I think you saying the fencing thing stuck mm. in Colin's head. Maybe that's it. Because um, I legit don't even remember this anti-fencing <laughs> thing because my foils also use rapiers. No. Uh, <laughs> I honestly, okay. So you so thought Patrick that. Patrick said it was a bad idea. It just got stuck in Colin's head. <laughs> he was like, this is a good idea. You, I, so did you think that we went from saying like foes like conversationally to then like like uh, English lit 101 like <laughs> <laughs> entry level like we're going to talk about foils and it's does not that, what you think guys does that not does, does that not track with my group of my closest group of friends no it does that, track. that they oh, would be basically a living English lit class <laughs> okay <laughs> So that's now I feel attacked, <laughs> but also seen. I do feel proud, but also attacked. So, okay, wait. So you, okay. So what did you what did you choose for foilber? I, I foilber. I thought two foils who I one of whom I really really love, um, and the other who needs to learn a lesson from his dear cousin are. Um, Romeo and Mercutio. Wait, are you fucking Montague. kidding me? So you were not joking when you said an English lit class? I no, I'm dead fucking serious. I chose <laughs> two characters. Yes. Okay, like are Romeo's we... part of an OTP though. <laughs> wait, hold well, on. I'm cousins, sorry, wait, pause. Cousins. Pause. 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 Patrick, controversial. Yes. Controversial. OTP <laughs> Romeo. <laughs> That is bold. It is an anti-ship. It is a no TV. Yeah, yeah no. they both die. Yeah. <laughs> like, just due to like bad timing. <laughs> well, and bad planning, I would say. Yeah. Nothing they uh, nothing ooh. they set out to do with that fucking priest was was good no. news. No, no, no. That's on him, though. That's on the fucking priest. Well, it's also yeah. on their parents. It's on all the adults. That's the point. They're they're Mercutio like the was the only lines. one who who knew what he was talking about. Yeah, he was Mercutio's like, "Hey, man, the, the best." He, I, he you is the dopest. Great. I he feel is like you got to convince me that Romeo 
deserves Mercutio. I want to hear what, how you feel about him. Well, that's the thing about family. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't have to deserve them to have them. Um, now, and maybe if he appreciated uh, dear sweet Mercutio a little better and listened to him when he said, like, hey, there's fun trouble and there's bad trouble and you're looking for bad trouble right now. Um, you know, maybe uh, Marcuccio would still be alive. Maybe Romeo would still be alive, and Juliet even. Uh, they just, they have completely different, <laughs> they're two characters with different perspectives, which <laughs> makes them foils. <laughs> oh my God. I you're right. Like, I like, you You get yeah. an A. You get an A. <laughs> for you the, do get it an just a. wasn't the assignment. <laughs> it just yeah. wasn't, no. You just did a different assignment, but like, you did this, the thing you thought you were supposed to do. <laughs> oh, really? Well. Yeah, I also agree with you that, like, you know how, like, I feel like Romeo is that, like, if it were modern times, mm-hmm. would like be if doing it were the- 1990s Venice Beach. <laughs> sure, <laughs> just, sure. Just uh, a random example. Yes, random example. But like, example. It, <laughs> if it were, you know, like, if it were nowadays, I feel like Romeo would be the type of guy that would do a lot of social posts. That you're like, man. Mm. Romeo, I if you just had one friend that was like, don't, yeah, don't post this. In the same way that yeah. he's like, this is a great idea. I'm going to, or what is it like? Oh wait, he's not in on it, right? Because he, he doesn't know that Juliet's faking her death. He left and let Juliet think that he left. So that's the other thing. I just feel like if you're doing a super secret plan in which you're pretending to either run away or die, mm-hmm. you need to tell the other person and had specifically uh, and had Marcuccio lived to that point, he might have suggested that. I think hey. he might have been like, yo, why don't you guys just or I'll run over. I'll run over yeah. to the Capulets real quick. Yeah. And I'll like slip a note in under her door. Yeah. He would have really got it done. Here's the thing with me with Romeo is. Every time you start, because you know how, like, you know, every six months or so you reread uh, Shakespeare's most important works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so the, the, the show whole, for the, the show. show, the whole book, cover to cover. Yeah, I just course. don't see. I just <laughs> don't see works. why yeah. you guys have conditioned me to for this moment. <laughs> <laughs> he set um, you up and we knocked you down, dude. <laughs> but like, it starts, and I, I know it's a detail, but I get hung up on it. It starts out with Romeo talking about how much he's in love with some other chick named Rosalind. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. that's so. Everything he does with Juliet, he could have done three weeks ago with Rosalind. I don't believe yeah. him. He probably He's, shot his shot with Rosalind, or he work. was a he. No, he was lining up to, and then he met Juliet and just fucking. But even forgot. so, it's, yeah, I guess that's why they're not an OTP because I feel like mm-hmm. if they had survived, he would have gotten over it. Yep, within yeah. another two weeks, and then he would have been singing his songs about. I don't know. Jennifer. Yeah. Yeah. It's someone else. <laughs> yeah. Or the nurse. Now that's a ship. <laughs> now Wait, that's Romeo a ship. and the nurse? <laughs> <laughs> Patrick's little... like, don't take them apart. I, look, <laughs> they're in love, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and the nurse? Ugh. Disgusting. She's a servant. <laughs> And ancient. She must be 30 years old. (laughs) It is twice as old as Juliet. It's true. That is true. Oh, Lord. Um, No, that was a really good one. Thanks, guys. Also, at some point, they ride a horse together. I don't know. Oh, there we go. Sure. There we go. 
Um, hey, hey, Kelly, do you have a full? Full, full like a baby horse. I've never heard that word. Do you have a full ship? You've never heard of foals? No, I've heard colt. Oh. That's a baby horse, right? That is also yeah. a baby horse. Yeah. Okay. okay. Maybe it's before they become a colt. Like when I think colt is like, born, yeah. Like newborn yeah. baby foal. Oh, yeah. okay. I think. That's so specific. Okay, let's hear some <laughs> okay. ships, you it fucking lunatic. like foe. That yeah. was foe. That's the whole foal. thing. A foal. <laughs> um, well, I so I, I was like, hmm, what things have horses in them? And I was kind of like getting stuck because I didn't want to t- uh, to cover something that I suspected might be covered. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't sure because, as we know, Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken is very close to all of our hearts. Yes. Of course. <gasps> so I didn't mention it. I was like, I'll I'll not do that one. Um, And then I was like, what has horses in it? I was like, I couldn't really come up with something that I liked. So then I was like, well, what about centaurs? Ooh. Here we go. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, well, Harry Potter has centaurs. And then I was like, but I don't really ship any of the centaurs with anyone in Harry Potter. So I thought I'd revisit a ship that I enjoy. Okay. So Lucius is he so he he likes to do rich person stuff, you know? So he and Dobby, their their relationship is like kind of fledgling. It's like a little bit of the beginning of it. Mm. And they've started a little bit with their power play with Dobby being the Dom. (laughs) Right. But it's mostly consisted of like edging underneath the table. So you're about to bring it. horses into this. Well, horse play, <laughs> horse men, yeah, oh, horse play. No, oh so, the, 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 so the so so the centers are not involved. The centers are an inspiration. Oh, great. So so Dobby is like with Lucius, and Lucius is like master. Let's go to the um to to the forest to to watch the centaurs. And Dobby's like, okay. And they are watching them and then they get really inspired. And they just get really like agitated and like hot oh and bothered. Oh my God. And Dobby's like, me has an idea. He's Jar Jar Binks now? <laughs> <laughs> that's part and, of the role play. Yeah, that's part of the role play is that he's, he's <laughs> RP and Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> And he's like, it's layered. It's like a sexual onion. Yeah. Oh my god. And he's like, we. How does Dobby talk? I think he calls him. I think he talks in third person. Oh, Dobby. Yeah. So he's like, Dobby wants to be a centaur. <laughs> and Lucius god. is like, how could that be possible? Oh no. So. <laughs> oh, forbidden so. forest, indeed. <laughs> Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I had an idea before, but then as I talked about it right now with you guys, so I'm saying that you guys are cursing this because uh-huh. I'm, I'm, it's changing. Us. So at first in my head is that Lucius was just, I mean, Dobby was just riding around Lucius like a horsey, but <laughs> I think that Dobby wants to be like a centaur. So Lucius has to crawl around on all fours with his head up. Oh uh-huh. my God. And then Dobby... Wait, so he's like crab walking? Like a piggyback ride? No, no, no. no. Like horse walking. Like a horsey, like a doggy. Okay, okay. So but hands you know and how centaurs... Uh, Patrick, you're not there yet. Centaurs <laughs> are half and half. No, I get yeah. that. But if he's like crab walking, that means his no. like head and mouth can no, be like he's... pointed no, no, no. down. No, no, no. Dobby can be like riding his neck. 
no, 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 don't worry. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's, it's hands and knees. Okay. Okay. Like when you're like pretending to be a dog when you're a kid, but his head is straight up. Mm-hmm. And then straight up what? Yeah. Dobby's corn dogging his head. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> And they are together. That's horrific. (laughs) OTP. The sexual exploration of these two. (laughs) I'm going to tell you, it started out with Dobby just riding him like a horse, but I don't know. I guess I just got more creative talking to you guys. Why didn't you just talk about Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Is, oh, okay. I I got it. Remember know. when is, Kelly is, was texting us earlier and she's like, "Hey, I think I think mm-hmm. my ship might be cursed." No, you know what? It's actually kind of sweet. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, that's not the one I was talking about. Oh, that was a different. This <laughs> no, isn't no, the no. kind of sweet one. No, 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 no. I gotta know: is that is there like something magical happening there, or is Dobby <laughs> just really loose? Oh, there's he's something like magical Hermione's happening. bag. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> where he can hold a lot more. It's like Mary Poppins. Yeah. 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 So he's like Wow. But to the outside it does look like it does look like Lucius is wearing some kind of mask. So what <laughs> <laughs> What does Lucius see? Yeah, is it like the room of requirement inside Dobby? <laughs> yeah. So he just sees like um like he's you see your wildest dreams. Oh, okay. So Lucius just sees like um, having his head stuck upside Dobby. Yeah, it's just like infinite. Like when you put a mirror against a mirror. <laughs> oh, um, so Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken is about <laughs> horse jumper. Uh, well, thanks, Kelly. <laughs> uh-huh, you're welcome. That's nightmare fuel. Patrick, <laughs> what did you have? Oh, I'm sorry to bring us. I'm, I'm going to bring us to like the relationship between a, a human and a horse. So I'm sorry. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I this is I took this one and was just like did a, a straightforward like actual uh, relationship that I like um, between Link, the hero of the Legend of Zelda series and Epona, the horse um, for, uh, specifically in Ocarina of Time, mm-hmm. um, because you meet that horse as you are a child, right? Like the, the game takes mm-hmm. place in, in two time periods, one when Link is a child and uh, another like seven years later when he's an adult. And when when you originally meet the horse, uh, you're, you're on Lon Lon Ranch, you're having a great time, everything is like cute and fun, and there are like not no consequences to anything, but it's a very like sort of like innocent relationship. You learn a song, you play, uh, you play the music and the horse like likes you and is friendly and like everything's chill like that. But then when you come back seven years later and you're an adult, everything has been fucked like across the course of Hyrule um, and Lon Ranch has not been spared this fuckery, um, which mm. means that the horse needs to be rescued. You need to like pay the dude whose his name is Ingo and he's a fucker and I hate him. Uh, <laughs> part of what he's done is like made Epona's life shitty um, and he's taken over the ranch. And so he's like, hey, if you like that horse, uh, you can race me on her. And like he charges you money for it. uh, And like it's just a dick. And you uh, can during that race uh, just jump away and steal the horse. And then she's yours. 
then the, then the horse is just yours forever. And then Aww. like Link and Epona just like get to ride around uh, the fields of Hyrule being awesome and heroic together. I like that. That's cute. That's very nice. That's a palate cleanser for sure. It is really good. <laughs> that's cute. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I also like, like you rescuing the horse. Like that's mm-hmm. really cute. It's just, and it's it's such a, like the game does a, a good job overall of being like, you know, the world of Child Link is, you know, way more innocent, uh, or at least it appears that way. And then when you get to like the adult world that like things are more complicated, things are harder, people are suffering. Um, and, you know, whether that's the world has actually changed or like your perspective on it has changed. That's also true of like your relationship with the horse. Like, that's cool. At first, all you need to do is just be there and like just sing songs with the horse and it's fun. Um, mm-hmm. And then like you go back and it's like, no, you got to be there for each other and you got to like work together and like make things better. Oh, that's really cute. That's really cute. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ryan, did you have a, a horse ship? Yeah, I thought mine was going to be weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it turns out I'm safe. Uh, so when I think of foals, I think of horse racing. And when I think of horse racing, I think of the episode of Law and Order Criminal Intent where they're breeding <laughs> horses. And I think the horse is like, first a horse dies, then a person gets murdered. Then it becomes clear that both like like this evil, well, she's not evil, but she has dreams. This The villain has been essentially studying her husband at the same time that she's been studying the horse hello I think it's called, what like she's been like playing with her husband's i guess not birth control but like playing with his uh pills to make it so that he's very virile and then sending and then pretending like she doesn't know that he's having an affair with this rich lady so she has this whole plan to like stud her husband but she's Whoa. also like a horse person anyway i'm just using this as a way to talk about uh, Detective Eames and Detective Gorin from Criminal Intent. I've been doing a rewatch because it's on Peacock. I love them. It's very like a Sherlock Holmes Watson dynamic, except like really underlines the respect that they have for each other. Cool. Um, and you can tell it's like the performers have a lot of like respect for each other too. Um, and Vincent D'Onofrio, as one might know, is like a bit. He's a lot as a performer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think. The two of them work well together because they give each other space to perform, but also um, like she becomes even more um, subtle with her acting because he's so big, but Mm. it does, but it's still like really real and they're still in the moment together. Um, And yeah, I ship it. I hope that, you know, they kind of faint toward at the very end of the series that like, like he's going to therapy because he needed it. He has had some issues, and <laughs> his and like it becomes clear in therapy. Like his therapist, is like what is the constant in your life? Like we all need things, and he essentially realizes that Eames is his constant. And they don't like kiss or anything, but you just get this feeling like these people are going to be in their lives forever, whether they're Aww. investigating murders or not. I like that. So that's it's really very cute. Nice. Um, so that's my horse, my octophobal. Fulber <laughs> take. Wow. Um, I like that. You make me want to rewatch too. that show. Oh, girl, do it. Peacock, <laughs> get on it. it. All the eps are there. Um, you know, it's not a show with a lot of arcs. Though what's mm. weird is there's this character named Nicole Wallace who is like evil, who's like essentially the Moriarty mm-hmm. of uh, Criminal Intent. 
And then there's like a woman named Nicole Wallace who is on MSNBC. So this whole week, uh, spoiler alert, I've been watching a lot of MSNBC later lately. But this whole week, it's been like, oh, Nicole Wallace, just like the evil lady. Oh, my God. Evil, I don't think. I don't think she secretly is like murdering people and pretending to be Australian and stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> pretending to be Australian. <laughs> I don't think. You never know. You never know. Hey, Colin, do we have any questions from Twitter? Uh, we sure do. Um, if you would like to have your questions read and answered on this podcast, you can hit us up on Twitter at Chipple Dips. That's Chipple like nipple and dips like nips. Or at our email, show at gmail.com. Uh, this one comes from Jessica. Hi, Shipple Dips. Longtime listener, first time caller. How about your favorite Canadian ships? We know how everyone feels about Scott Pilgrim. But what about Letterkenny, Schitt's Creek, or Heartland? Are you familiar with eerie shippiness with the with the eerie shippleness? That's a weird fake word, but I love it. Um, of Corner Gas, the strange step sibling UST of Life with Derek. Love the podcast from Southwestern Ontario, Jessica. Uh, I'm very familiar with Life with Derek. Okay. Are you guys familiar with it? No, I've never no. heard. What's no. life okay, I believe it was on Disney Channel, but it could have been Nickelodeon. But it's essentially like uh, very like even Stevens ish kind of. I'll give it that milieu, except it's step siblings. So it's two teenage step siblings, and the actors have real palpable chemistry. Mm-hmm. So it's very weird to watch. Yeah. And you do ship it. You <laughs> naturally ship it. But there's still step siblings. Like the show can never have that. It's because it's not a drama. It's like a. And you know what? It's more like than even Stevens. Did you guys ever watch? What was that one where it was like Josh and other Drake and Josh? Oh, OK. So, so it was like that. Life. No, that's Zach no, and Cody. that's Zach and Cody. Drake and Josh. But the point, Josh and Drake. Is that what that show is called? Drake and Josh. Drake and Josh. Okay. Drake and Josh. Okay. Anyway, my point is it's like a sitcom about teens, but it's obviously aimed at younger people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it never yeah. is trying to take teen stuff seriously. So like they might have a boyfriend or girlfriend or something, but it's like, they, you know, sex doesn't exist. Like drugs don't exist. It's not sure, Riverdale. Sure, sure, sure. Yes, right, it's not right. Riverdale. If it was a teen soap, these two would have been banging. <laughs> but instead they sort of just like flirt, but also are becoming closer as siblings. And it's like this very weird. So like, it is unresolved sexual tension. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to know when you watch it, you never know if it's intentional or if it's just like, if the, it's just the actors are so you, they can't even contain it. I think that might've been what it was because the scenes were like, if two people who felt platonically about each other were doing the scene, it could just be a platonic scene, mm-hmm. but it's like, I mean, you know. I think the only true way to know if, if it is a, a, like an, a real spark between them is we got to go to YouTube and check out the Manips. Oh, there's some, oh, I bet there's nips. some amazing, honestly, just watch straight scenes from it. You will think <laughs> that they're Manips. No, no Manip necessary. No Manip necessary. Okay. And then, sorry, not to monopolize this question. Uh, but, but you've my, been watching a lot of Degrassi, right? I've also been watching, I wasn't even going to talk about Degrassi, <laughs> but Degrassi is like the ships for days. Um, and it's all, it's all great stuff. Uh, yeah, I paused in my watch. I think I'm only going to watch up to the shooting, the school shooting. Oh, because after that, all these kids change irrevocably, both because Mm -hmm. of the trauma and also the show just gets 
juicy, like saucier. So like you start the show with this like seventh grader. I mean, they're all seventh and eighth graders, but you start this show with Emma and like eventually she's giving blowies for uh, bracelets. And by the time she's giving blowies for bracelets, it's like, I can't do this any like <laughs> i can't watch this girl get blowies for bracelets so hold on though you're gonna watch through the school shooting and then stop yeah, that's that the series feels... finale for you yeah. <laughs> that's... yeah well i think i'll get to like well really i'm gonna watch until sean who is emma's love interest in my on and off and on he eventually moves back to mm. wasega which is like a beach town because uh he is like he say okay so back in the day before Degrassi started so before he was a seventh grader he got in a fight with a guy and deafened him what yeah Ooh. it was really bad so because of that he moved to Degrassi then he's at Degrassi he was a good kid he tried to be a good kid he wore a jean jacket for a long time then he started wearing a wife beater that was bad that was when Uh-oh. things turned for him then he's wearing a wife beater and a beanie it was tough uh-oh. Then <laughs> this, is, this is fucking Kevin Federline's origin story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, you should really watch Degrassi. I really want to watch it. Then, so okay, so he has an arc, and then he is ultimately the one he tackles the shooter. And oh. when they're like to get when they're in this like it's more of like a clinch, but like when he grabs the shooter, the gun ends up shooting the shooter in the stomach. So the, so he doesn't kill him, but he is he. He feels responsible. Yes, and he kind of causes the guy to die. But everyone's yeah. treating him like a hero, but he has all this guilt from this guy that he hurt when he was a kid. So he ends up going home to face his guilt and to whatever, deal with it, as well as you know not have to be the guy who stopped the school shooter at Degrassi. So I'll watch probably to that episode. Very yeah. good. There you go. Because uh, I don't feel like an arc. But no, Edgemont <laughs> is the one. So if you like Degrassi and you want to get deep on Canadian shows, Edgemont was a, like essentially like a Degrassi or Dawson's Creek that I really, really liked. Um, it had uh, Kristen Crook, who eventually played Lana on oh my God. Smallville. So it's like the thing I can watch her in, not have to watch any, you know, abusers. Mm. Um, yep. <laughs> but it's really, but yeah, so Edgemont would be my call out. And probably Ships, I really liked, they were kind of the main couple but Mark and Jen from that, but like I would like any ships that showed up on Edgemont. Um, so those are my those are my Canadian two cents. Sorry for do- dominating, guys. No, 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 that's excellent. Excellent. Yeah, because I feel, I feel like I would have to cheat for this one because I don't really know Canadian shows a lot, but like the Wolverine, Jean Grey, Cyclops, mm-hmm. like three way relationship is one of my favorites. Yeah, it is, is very Canadian. I mean, partially. Well, yeah. One Wo- of them. Wolverine is so Canadian. Yeah, he's extremely mm-hmm. Canadian. Jean Grey's got some Canadian vibes. Yeah. <laughs> she feels I, like I mean, she could have grown up in Toronto. For me, shout out to uh, Patrick and David from Schitt's Creek. I like them together oh, a lot. They're so cute. Yeah. Yep, they're amazing. I would say mine has got to come from the Are You Afraid of the Dark episode, uh, The Tale of the Night Shift. Do you guys remember mm-hmm. that one? That was the one, the vampire is loose in the hospital. Oh wait, hold on. Just what was? Are you afraid of the dark? A Canadian show, and I'm only discovering this now. That uh, Patrick, I'm about to blow your mind. Pretty much all Nickelodeon live action shows from the 1990s were shot in Canada. Oh yeah, okay. we're also gonna have to probably say Mulder and Scully because uh, that shit was Vancouver to the nines. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what what about this? Tell uh, us about this that episode. Part. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, there's uh, like a candy striper 
uh, named Margaret. And uh, I can't remember. I think he was a nurse or he was like uh, visiting a patient or he was a patient. His name was Colin. And uh, they're in the hospital overnight together. And a fucking really scary vampire uh, shows up and is like drinking all the blood supply, like all the blood bags. And that's how they discover it. But there is this scene I remember just like being very scared, but also very intrigued as a child by uh by their energy when they like go into the supply closet to sort of like get away and figure out what's going on. And that's when they discover all the punctured blood bags and start to think vampires might be afoot. But just the two of them like hiding in the closet together. I remember, um, I don't know, maybe that was a moment for uh, for a 10 year old Colin. That's cute. Yeah. Were you identifying with the Colin on screen? Could be, could be. It might have sucked me right into the story. Yeah. Kelly, do you have any other Canadian? Oh, just uh, just the um, Schitt's Creek ones. Yeah. I have watched Litter Kenny. I don't find it very, like, it's enjoyable as a show, but I don't think I care enough about any of those characters. To ship them? Yeah. Like, it, to care about their personal lives. I just want them to do stuff that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I used to watch it when it was uh, just a YouTube series and they were like little bite-sized episodes. Right. Oh, you know what? The kids in the hall oh, have shit. a ton of like, I mean, they're, they're probably all anti-ships, but like <laughs> that goddamn chicken lady, um, I just want her to get with everyone that she wants to get with and just fuck whatever because she's so <laughs> horny for everything. She is very yeah. horny. I don't think she'd be a very like giving lover. No. Uh, you know who I th- I ship from Kids in the Hall? Who's that? Um. Okay. Wife of Salty Ham guy mm-hmm. with her friend that she's always on the phone with. Yeah. Yeah. She just got to run away from that terrible husband and be with her friend. Love yeah, it. I feel like there's a lot of friendships that are stronger than romantic ships in Kids in the Hall. Yeah. Like the uh, are, are they Linda's? Who wait? Who are the two secretaries with the same name? I don't remember. Do you know these characters? I'm picturing them, but I could just be picturing Dave Foley and drag. Yeah. <laughs> that or, applies or like, to so much of the show. <laughs> I also may be picturing Linda Richmond. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> coffee yeah. talk. Linda oh. Richmond. Oh, my oh. God. Does that count as a Canadian? I mean, it's not a ship, but. She's, she's, <laughs> it's a Canadian it's a Canadian man. Yep, it's a Canadian man. You know what? Honestly, it. I know it's set in San Francisco, but So I Fer- Married an Axe Murder feels very Canadian. Yeah, the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that movie, that movie is shippable all day, top to bottom, side to side. That's right. I love it. I ship his. What is it? Is uh, is it his best friend who's the detective, and uh, yes. Alan Arkin. His uh-huh. uh his police chief. I ship those two. I love them so much. It, where he's Great. uh he's trying to make his life into a fucking action movie, so he's like begging his boss to be meaner <laughs> to him about the case. It's uh it's so good. I don't know how we're gonna end this. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, right before we started recording, I said sometimes we miss the edit, and I think I jinxed us. Well, like, where would the edit not, have been? I think I the edit was literally like, I will not appear Dobby to you in the today. Head. <laughs> well, I'm sorry? I said, I think the edit was like, I am not going to appear to you today. Yeah, the edit <laughs> was like, fuck off, Bogey. How dare you say that I don't present myself? How do you like me now? I'm gone, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> hey guys, two, two relationships. relationships. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.